0: Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with busy women who are simplifying their lives, living intentionally, and creating space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tammy Thomas, and this is episode nine. In this episode, I'm joined by the first and only comparison coach, Lucy Sheridan. Lucy empowers people with tangible tools to manage comparison, aka the thief of joy. As well as coaching, Lucy shares her knowledge generously online as she recognises that our internet use has made comparison a much more pervasive phenomenon, causing increased anxiety and stress. Lucy is regularly featured in the press and she has also been on Oprah's Live Class and has a video of her chatting to Oprah and Ianda Van Zandt. This episode is full of gems. Enjoy. I'm super duper, super excited um, to have today's guest on. She is somebody whose posts I live for on Instagram and she is a real beacon, not just of light, but of introspection and not in a way that makes you think, oh crap, I've got all this stuff that I need to sort out. Just gentle nudges that make you think about yourself and what you're doing and how you are showing up in the world, I guess. Um, She is the queen of Comparison Free Living. She has had chats with people like Oprah Winfrey and Ianna Van Zandt. So I'm really, really thrilled and honoured to welcome Lucy Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for such a generous introduction, Tammy. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm so grateful that we connected on Instagram. i have been um, buddies on the
1: ground for a little while now, haven't we? I they? know,
0: I know. And you know, Instagram... So I actively seek out sources of joy on Instagram. And I found you because you were on um, the Vulnerable podcast. Yeah. And you had a really, really interesting conversation with, um, was it Rochelle? Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. And um, I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, I have not heard a white woman have a conversation like this Ever, Um, and it was really important, impactful, and meaningful because it wasn't this bandwagon. Oh yeah, I'm an activist. It it just felt so like it was just coming straight from your heart. And I thought I've got to find this woman. I've got to um, connect with her on social media. And oh my goodness, all this stuff I found out when I had a bit of an Instagram stalk. I was like, bloody (laughs) hell, she's awesome. I love
1: a good start. Well, I'm so glad you did. I did exactly the same, obviously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So anything to do. So Lucy, before I gush on even further, could you just introduce yourself and tell the listeners a bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. So um,
1: my name is Lucy Sheridan and I have the most niche job title in the world in that I am the comparison coach. So everything about my work is all about helping people go from compare and despair to comparison free. Reason being, um, comparison has been almost like the biggest thing I've had. It's been a real lifetime assignment. You know, those like things that come around like a boomerang. Like Ever since I was a young girl, I remember comparing myself to others. And I thought everyone did it, um, which I think we do. Mm-hmm. But I really kind of got really intensely into it It was a big like personality trait I'd even say and um, from a very young age I was able to rank myself against others mm. whether that was kind of sw- swimming badges when we were six years old you know to jump in, in your pajamas if you're in the UK, you're yeah, UK yeah to get a looking back <laughs> yeah and um, right through to how my body was developing and then qualifications exams that kind of thing right through my career and it was um when it was in my late 20s, it got the worst that it had been, and that was when I actually discovered um, coaching and self-development, mm-hmm. managed to really get myself out of a dark hole. Um, so, when I kind of set up my own business, having um, done my coaching training, this naturally felt like an area of specialism, and yet I had, no, I had no idea who would be up for it or interested in it, but I just followed the nudges, and, I, and the rest, as they say, is history.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talked about um, From a very young age Sort of tapping into comparison Where do you think that came from A couple of days ago I was yeah. thinking about um, comparison and I wondered whether or not it was a cultural thing because the vast majority of my friends from an African, African Caribbean background, even my Asian friends, we talk yes. regularly about our parents comparing us. And I wondered whether it was like an immigrant family thing. And when I asked the question on Instagram, well, I wondered if it was an immigration immigrant family thing or a generational thing and when I asked the question on Instagram so many women who are 35 plus from all backgrounds all walks of life talked about comparison regularly being used as a means of their parents I think our parents thought it was inspirational sometimes it blatantly wasn't being used as inspiration but I think generally they thought it was inspirational so it's almost like we were brought up with comparison Now, you're a little bit younger than me, so I wondered whether or not that was to do with parenting or something that you had absorbed from wherever really good question I, I think it might it might be a few um factors
1: involved in that and i guess like there would be for each of us as individuals in that um i've just been doing a bit of writing on this interestingly and it's comparison crops up like f- as far back as the bible you know it says like thy shall not covet thy neighbor's yes. I, I think. that down and, yeah so like i don't have a knock. so i guess that like comparisons are different now but ultimately <laughs> what it was said and i wouldn't count myself as religious but just using it as an older reference yeah Um, you know the fact that even back then the teaching was you know don't go after what other people have and then if even if we look closer to us in history but still back enough to it feel like a different world but you know there was keeping up with the Joneses for example that followed too so I think comparison is almost in our psyche and it's out there anyway and then I do think that in families they like you say it can be used that what is seen to or the intention is there that it's used as a motivator but actually it can it can be quite the opposite actually so I don't it's interesting because I've spoken to my parents here and there about it and it's different but like I'm from an Irish family um and a a big noisy family like all the stereotypes basically (laughs) and um And I've kind of spoken to our parents off and on about comparison, that sort of thing, because I didn't want them to kind of feel upset that I felt like they caused it, because I don't remember them comparing me or using things, you know, using um, lots of different references. Um, And yeah, I do remember it a bit from school, like, you know, if you do like this, then you'll get grades like so and so, or perhaps if you do this, then you'll look like so and so, or... That I mean the the anecdotes could be endless there really so i think that um i think that we are all under different influences and and there are some people as well that aren't touched by comparison mm. like i don't know about you but i've got a couple of pals and what i say is i can probably count them on two hands like there's not a lot of people but they treat the world just like one big pinterest board mm. you know they just don't get it like just get over it don't yeah, look yeah, yeah 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 you know, and also, like, what meaningful advice ever came after the word just, by the way? But anyway, like, oh, just do
0: this. Totally, totally. Oh, I'm so glad you're
1: here. I'll just flip <laughs> that switch. <laughs> Sorry, obviously, my sarcasm doesn't help either, but it's a trait. Um, so I think it can, that can be a big comparison trigger absolutely and it can bed comparison down and yet I also feel like perhaps even if you know you didn't have parents or your, your caregivers never talked about um comparison just being around people and hearing how they talk about themselves and might even talk about us yeah I, it's natural for the hooks to get in yeah um, and yeah. I think
0: also sometimes comparison can be useful because we we are human beings are designed to sort of live in packs in in small social groups and we use other people as a reference of where we should be so if I think about child development for example yeah. I know that I definitely looked at other children not mm. as a benchmark of oh my goodness my daughter's not doing that yet but mm. as a roundabout think yeah. okay right so at, I don't know so generally generally children mm. start sitting upright around about six months so yeah. In that context, it's very helpful. But one of the things that I really want to... Delve into more with you is looking at social media and social media comparison because social media is we I think we forget that it's a tool. It's a tool that we use more and more for very different reasons, and it's bringing up all sorts of issues with comparison. But before I go over to that, just now you talked about flipping a switch, switch even, and um, when I was doing a little bit of research in preparation for today. I was watching a video where um, you talked about, I'm just reading stuff on your website, where you talked about um, switching from um, comparison. Um, How did you do that? Because what I love about the work that you do online is you're very candid in sharing with people that comparison-free lifestyle is a continuous work in progress you don't just turn a page and that's it so how did you get to a point where you were able to contain your comparison Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a complete hindrance and how do you maintain so I think one of the there's a few phases to it and I'd like to share
1: these one of the biggest things or most significant things that I did and that my clients do as well is they decide they're sick of it because here's the thing about comparison it's like being in a warm bath yeah. or bath if you're in the south sorry I'm from
0: Mali <laughs> Bath, bath. Londoners yeah. she means a bath
1: yeah <laughs> Um, the thing about comparison is it's like a warm bath you can get in and it might, you know it's just comfortable to stay there and I'm, you know, when we're in comparison so let me use myself as a case study when I'm in comparison, where comparison feels difficult for me, I can have a bit of a bitchy leak I can be jealous, I can be envious I can pit myself against someone else and have those horrible like adrenaline style feelings, Um, but as unpleasant as they are, they're familiar they're mine, I've had them before, they can't hurt me, and it's only when I have felt those episodes to become, like you say, such a hindrance and become so tired of my own BS that I decided I wanted to find another way. Mm -hmm. And it also gave myself permission to figure it out over time. Mm -hmm. A bit like any significant change that we decide that we want to make and it is in high service to us, whether it's to do with wellness, a relationship, career, you name it, I think this applies. For me, certainly, what I need is kind of slow and steady growth that stays and sticks around. Yes. I have never done well with, um, like, yo-yos, whether that's diets or intense relationships, friendships, lovers, for example. They've always left me feeling depleted. So oh, my goodness. Know, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a whole other call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole other episode. Um, And so I I recognise those traits about myself now. And rather than see them as weaknesses, just recognise I I should play to my strengths, basically. So the first step is deciding that you're sick of it and that you actually want to move out of comparison, even if that's just seeing it reduced in certain areas. Like One of the things I kind of set out and set myself as a goal was, I just don't want to see other people's good news and feel like that is an affront to me. You know, there's like a term which is um, a zero-sum game and there's this myth that success is a zero-sum game. That is, a win for someone else is a loss for us. You know, um, one person finds another, like, great partner, that means there's one less in the supply. (laughs) Or, you know, one person gets a great job, then that means that you can chalk off that one off the wall. It just doesn't, excuse me, it just doesn't work like that. So... You know, it's get clear about what your goals are, about what your life is going to be when you don't compare. So for me, it was like not feeling like the clenched teeth emoji when I saw people giving It's like, oh, I really see you. You don't deserve that. Oh, my God. I've wanted that for so long. <sighs> Cause it's not about me. Yeah. Um, a bit of advice, actually, that my friend Corin gave me, would you believe it, a year or so back. Um she, she, when she sees someone in comparison I'm sure we'll get into tips later, Tommy, but she, when she sees something in comparison, she says, and she compares herself, she says, "Good for you and the same for me." And she actually points "Good for you." Oh, I like that Because you That's like a spell It is It is it is. Ooh. That's exactly what I said. Um, because you cannot be in comparison and yet believing in yourself at the same time. So your belief overrides. Oh, my the marathon. gosh. You it's like, just are left and right. You can't do it. You have to either choose a direction. Because so otherwise
0: you're going to be in the middle.
1: you got it, exactly. and like just doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Deciding, deciding that you're sick of it and that you don't want to be in comparison anymore, looking at what your goals around comparison are, and goals is a bit of a dry word, but I'm a coach, so I kind of have to use it here mm-hmm. and there. But mm-hmm. Your goals, your intentions, your vision, what life's going to be like. Um, even if it's Even if your goal is to feel completely neutral, Like to actually not care what anyone else is doing, to not to realise you haven't been on Instagram in a couple of days, right? You know, oh, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. It's a really expansive place to go to. Yeah. And then when it does happen, because like I say, from someone that has lived like ninety percent in comparison for the vast majority of my life, because I've been doing this work for say like five years and actually thirty five tomorrow. Oh. up to my birthday um because I've lived so much time in comparison I would just like to be like 80% comparison free yeah because that's such a big swing of the pendulum yeah taking me so long together if I can be in and around the high 70s that for me is transformation staying um because I know the contrast of what it is and how I used to be
0: yeah
1: how I stay there ultimately is always making sure that I'm in my own lane as much as possible and I do this by if I feel comparison or I've got an idea I just have a couple of checking questions with myself which is is this mine as in like is this my dream or am I have I inherited it you know is this something I actually want have I inherited it or am I being influenced into it Mm -hmm. and also if I feel comparison so for example I was really triggered about um was it a few months ago I think it was this year certainly but it was quite recently I was really triggered because I really want to do a TED talk. And by the way, I've taken no action on this as well. And I'll come around to why I have no right to feel like a marathon. And I saw someone online that I'm kind of pals with and, um, no on Instagram too. Like it's a different world anyway. Um, and I saw, and I was, and she got a TED talk and was going to go to America to a TED talk. And I was so jealous. I was so, I can't, I can't deny it. I was
0: so jealous. Lucy, thank you so much for actually just saying I was so jealous. I Mm -hmm. see so many things online where people think that they are standing up against something. They're championing a cause. And I think, babe, you're being jealous, but no one, no, because it's such a, negative word or a word with such negative connotations none of us want to be truthful and say yeah. actually we're pissed off about this mns jumpsuit business because we're a little bit jealous mns yeah. didn't send us one
1: <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I've got the M&S I know exactly what you're talking about as well so like the phrase um yeah exactly and the thing is though is like jealousy is just an emotion so I might feel jealous in one moment, but I'm going to feel hungry in about 45 minutes. So it's just an emotion. It's also a trait, and I recognize it about myself. So here's one of the big assignments about living comparison-free. I know I have a trait, a jealous streak. I do. And I know that every word's an affirmation and, like, self-development. That's that's that. Yeah, I know, but I also accept that about myself. Yeah, got to be so real. You, exactly. And so it's like, although, don't worry, like, stick with me here on this analogy, but if we think about, like, a rainbow... We, in our personalities, and our emotional lives, our emotional palette, let's say, we can be the sparkly aquamarines and the really rich kind of earthy tones, the deep, like, resonant tones. We're also the really horrible, kind of murky, like, um, questionable greens. Mm -hmm. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm a loyal friend. I'm also a bit jealous. You know, um, I am a great supporter of people. I'm also a bit rubbish about getting back to people on email. Do you know what I mean? And I have to choose to kind of love all those parts of myself. Love all being Finger and snaps. Be and a th- whole human being. <clears throat> exactly. I mean, it's the traits that are positively and sometimes the ones that are here to teach me stuff they lead too because I'm human as well and when i up, I apologise and I apologise explicitly and specifically as well like you don't say I'm sorry
0: if I'm
1: sorry but yeah exactly because that's not an apology my my dad says everything before the but is bullshit excuse my language right and that's really struck me like ever since I was going to tidy my room but he was like what I remember from like a young age being clear on that but anyway (laughs) um, yeah Recognize the emotion is actually key. It's a really great segue, this um, Tamri, because another way to kind of stay out of comparison or keeping it reduced is recognize when you're feeling it too. So, for example, when that happens, it's good for you and the same for me that I've just shared. That is actually a really great quick snap out of comparison. But sometimes it may not work, or it may be there's been a build up and you're in a bit of a low point anyway, because that's another thing like, comparison will visit us and I do think it's a visitor just like I've experienced anxiety in my life my anxiety is a visitor I'll get it again in my life I've had it before I'll be okay mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it but it's part of the assignment like I say and when it comes to comparison being a visitor when it does come in sometimes if we're at a low point we're feeling a little bit like we're not in our own lane you know we've got PMT whatever it is it can like almost like there's a gap in the door and it will run through and like start running around the living room. literally it's like happening. a bully in a china shop yeah, and when that happens, I actually think, don't fight it. So a bit like, I know only using a lot, of me- a lot of metaphors and analogies, so thank you for kind of bearing with me here, but it's a bit like, you know, I like, um, with old cars, if you put the wrong petrol in, they say, for goodness sake, don't turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you've got to keep the engine you've got to let it run through the system. That's how I treat comparison. I'm going to share why in a second. So even though it feels like, so for me, when I'm in comparison, it feels very physical. By I can feel, I can hear my heartbeat in my head. My heart, I can feel my stomach start to turn. And then a bit like, you know, National Geographic programs. You see those like, um, I think they're called geezers, you know, in like yes, Norway. Yes, yes, yes. Sticky sulfur water. That is me when I'm in comparison. Hot, boiling, smelly water up. And then it scolds me on the way down as yeah. well. I feel it in my system. Yeah. For that reason, I will sit and breathe very deeply right down to the bottom of my belly. Like really big breaths, really big breaths, and I'll feel the I'll feel the feeling start to dissolve,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it'll go, mm-hmm. and then I'll go and do something completely different. Like go to the shop and get some milk, you know. Get do the laundry. Yeah. I'll go on WhatsApp and chat to my mate. Like disrupt that. To, disrupt it exactly. But sometimes it's better not to suppress it because then, well, I'll speak for myself only because then it for me it gathers power. So then I'll do something like push a door instead of pulling it, and I'm like, I can't even open a door, and it'll come out in that way. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll have another story about like I'm not in control, et cetera. So it just it, it amps itself up. Yeah. So yeah. staying there, recognizing it, don't shame yourself in or out of it, and don't give yourself what um. There's a great book called by Tara Moa M O H R. I like her. Yeah. Do you know she's um got a gig next week? In
0: I'm not going to be here. I got the email and I hovered over the book button and I was like, I'm not going to be here. I'm
1: exactly the same. I can't
0: get out of it. But anyway, we'll have to go and them another time.
1: Um, <laughs> she When she talks about an inner critic and when she describes an inner critic as part of the um, part of the chapter and it's well worth a read. So I'll keep the powder dry here because I really highly recommend it. It's a great book to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um she talks about the, the traits of an critic and they are very, very close to comparison voice, actually, in my view. And she talks about the double punch. So comparison, so first you'll compare yourself and you'll feel rubbish, and then go, but you shouldn't compare yourself because that's your best mate, or it's your brother, or it's like your old work colleague, yeah. or child, whatever it is, yeah. it's a boom, boom, yeah. the double punch. Yeah. That, is, that makes things worse. And that's why sometimes, even though we understand it, and even though we know it's not rational, you've got to just go with it and go through it. Yeah. Because then you'll because then you'll work it through. It won't be able to pick up pace. And as well, next time it happens, you're like, okay, I go to my tools. Not I'm out of control. I'm like whizzing around the room, yeah. like feeling bad against like my friend or a stranger on the internet, as I'm prone to do more often. <laughs> um, but it, it stops that occurring basically and I think as well like once you are open to understand the comparison in a judgment-free way like I always say observation over judgment just like notice I'm rather like oh that's rubbish to be like ah oh, that's interesting oh that's interesting and to try and be neutral about it because if you want to understand that's what's going to allow the, the trade the, the the lessons to flood in almost yeah. but it does come to that um sort of comparison it's looking at I'm feeling jealous when this happens, I'm feeling jealous when I see this, what is that going, what is that trying to tell me, yeah. what you'll probably find to be true as I found with myself with clients as well is my comparison's a bit of a shape shifter, so um, for me I have always tended to compare around, I guess when, um, I guess it's career I think I would put it down to. Um, whereas I've got clients that really compare their relationships, I've never really compared my relationship to other people. It's just it's it's just not one of my comparisons. Equally with um, wellness and health, I've never really. I've you know I've had moments when I've compared my body on the beach. Who hasn't? I'm only human, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that's not a big comparison area of mine. Mine is down to work, work and I've been able to see that now. So that that shape shifts in that my comparison trigger or what you could call like the avatar for your comparison it's like what, what is the um, what's the, word, like the, high, well, not the high regard, but what is kind of like the hologram of the thing that is causing you to compare because I, I've compared myself to what I thought were individuals in the past but I haven't i compared myself to traits or themes right. I've taken the shape of <clears throat> um, you know Amy at school And then, um, you know, uh, someone else in the work, you know, when I got my first job and now it's X, Y, Z on Instagram. Yeah. So And now because I know that, that helps it not feel so personal. The reason I say that is because my comparison has been vicious and I've become obsessed with people, you know, and I've almost had them under surveillance. I'll just go and see what they're doing. Oh, these my are like, strangers off the internet,
0: and that's not healthy behaviour. <laughs> it is so unhealthy, and it happens all the time, to a point where things somebody is going about their ordinary business on the internet let's let's say look at influencers for example influencer marketing is a real thing it's a valid form of marketing that lots of companies buy into influencers build their platform and i guess people kind of feel feel like we helped put you on this pedestal so now you owe us so people feel like um these influencers owe them something, and when they 're not getting what they want, it very quickly turns, and the, insta- the influencer is doing their job of marketing a product, and people 's envy gets spewed out and You can clearly see that people have then shared that post with somebody else, not because they are enjoying the post because they want to um, encourage more negativity towards what that person's doing.
1: Yeah, which is I mean it's quite dark that isn't
0: it it is around it um I'm sorry I just want to quote something because it it reminds me of because you know Lucy Sheridan has been (laughs) on Oprah Winfrey's life class having a casual chat with (laughs) Ianna Van Zandt and Oprah and in a conversation about comparison Vanya uh, Ianna Van Zandt said to you, comparison is an act of violence against yourself. Mm. And when I heard her say that to you, my interpretation was like, you're basically allowing your ego to tell you you're not enough. Mm. So you need to compete. And Ianla said something within that dialogue you were having where she was basically saying that it's something that happens where it's almost like we think that what you were saying in the beginning that person has been successful that means there's no longer room for me to be successful so in order for me to create space for me to be successful I've got to take that person down yeah there's room for everyone
1: or take them down so and I think you're right here Tamara and there's a scale of it the 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 more intense and negative scale is I'm going to do what I can to take them down And maybe like halfway is I'm going to tag my friend because we're both doing what's called, I think it's called like a hate follow. As in, we follow to kind of be irritated or to judge. And then on the lesser degree, it's quite simply withholding love, as in withholding anything.
0: And you know what's really interesting with that withholding stuff? I've experienced myself, and I really genuinely don't take it on, but it's a very interesting observation. I will will come across people who congratulate me for something or Mm. comment on an Instagram post. They're not following me. They haven't liked the post. Yeah, yeah. Why are you withholding that like, that tap, that double tap on a screen? What is it triggering within you? And it's interesting, that one, isn't
1: it, too, because... We all, like, we don't, no one is the social media police and we are all very much trying to figure out what to do here in terms of etiquette and rules because we're in this awkward toddler phase. Like, people will look back in, like, in around this period coming up to 2020 and they'll be like, What's going on? Mm. What are people doing? And we're like, we, You had to be there, man. You weren't there, man. <laughs> We've our best. You weren't there, man. You don't know. Don't judge us now. You don't man. know my story. Exactly. Exactly. We would, We didn't even know that you could do that with different exactly. filters, then. Um, so I think it's interesting. Some people will genuinely be a bit curious, and it's just like they'll flick through a local newspaper they'll sit and it's quite neutral and they will say about the post and then and they're not following you and that's fair enough in that there's nothing there and then others will just not be in a place where they can get behind you yeah and um this used to really get me down. And I will say actually it still does here and there, even though I genuinely believe when it comes to who's following in, who's not following in, it's none of your business. And that means the pressure's off. So no judgment. Like it's none it's none of your business to get on with it. And um I did a whole like collective of stories on this, but just to share some of the nuggets from that in that because for example like what I talk about online is I only have one account at the moment I've been thinking about getting a personal one but at the moment I have one account I talk about comparison all the time so my really good mates from like school I've known for like 15 years they don't need to hear about comparison all the time because yeah. then what's WhatsApping me about where we're going to go on holiday and that kind of stuff so I don't, they can keep that I kind of say like keep my keep my button blue in the like you don't have to follow me I know that our friendship is made up of lots of different things, so I don't need that. But it's when we start to pin our measure of support on whether people are following us or not that's when things get a little bit tricky because no one's entitled to anyone's attention yeah, at all. Yeah, and I will say, you know, I feel that when I find out someone's unfollowed me, um, I feel the sting, I also remind We're myself, actually, yeah, which is. We've just got to do what we've got to do. We're absolutely human. And there will be some people that just can't quite get behind you. Because here's the other part comparison. Almost without doubt, no matter where you are in your life when you're listening to this, you are someone's comparison trigger. And you may think, Mm -hmm. what, even me living here with this past or with this present? Let me tell you, in some way, you are someone's comparison trigger, even if it's historic, You know, there was a girl that I used to compete with at school. She never knew it. Nobody knew it, because this was my, like, sick fantasy. (laughs) Um, And I would, you know, my comparison with her was absolutely historic when it comes to, um, you know, why I did it and what motivated that. Absolutely. Um, But I compared myself to her, and I wouldn't know what she's doing in her life now, because I don't follow her on social media and probably change her name, etc., and things like that. But, um, yeah, like she. So she was was my comparison trigger for a long time. You know, she would have been like, "What? We haven't spoken to each other in years." You no, know, your comparison trigger doesn't have to be around the corner yeah. or around just now. Yeah. And that's why you could be it. No matter what's going on in your life, you could be someone's comparison trigger right now, and they just can't quite get behind you. Yeah, it's interesting because, um, as you might be able to appreciate, like my people, are, I'm, I'm glad to say people are pretty straight with me, and um, I I don't mind that. I can take on um (laughs) when it comes to um comparison I'll get people dming me saying I'm really comparing myself to you and I feel really bad in my life and I'm feeling really upset that really warms my heart (laughs) and I'll be like okay well you get the irony of it and so do I but um I just want you to know I'm rooting for you you know so it's like I hope you stop comparing yourself to me um, but I'm, I compare myself to others as well so I'm just going to kind of like leave it there yeah. I think some people have been a bit unkind like the tone's been off a bit but I'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt until like I mean it doesn't take a, it takes a lot for me to show my teeth but I will yeah. so I don't feel like there's any malice in it and yep. fine but yep. equally when I've gone to kind of do a little bit, like some I went on this like real following binge and I was like, why am I following like 20 baby husky accounts and that kind of thing? So <laughs> I've got an app because I've managed my social media most of the time. I've got an app that helps me kind of manage who I'm following. So I was yeah. like, right, where are those accounts? So yeah. I can go back and follow I think five will do for yeah. now. Yeah, you know, Like going up to like following like 6,000 people or something, which I don't mind. Um, And then just as I was kind of going through that loading app, I could see that a couple of my pals like from the industry had unfollowed me. I did feel like, ooh, yeah. mm, that's none of my business.
0: Yeah. You know, and, cool. and that story that you did about friends and followers and um, about that being none of your business, that was really helpful for me because it helps me release the notion that my friends owed me something and it helped me to really distinguish or really understand what my friendship was for. And I literally had this conversation with my darling friend yesterday where we were talking about Um, categories of friendship we were Mm -hmm. talking about how friendship evolves over time and also that actually my friend who I can cry my heart out to Mm -hmm. my friend who I can go around to her house and just get into bed with her and have a nap (laughs) she doesn't need to be reposting my tweets she doesn't need to be sharing my stuff on Instagram, liking and commenting on everything. She doesn't even need to follow me because where it really counts, she is there. And That's that is the makeup it. of my friendship. I don't yeah. need, I don't need like, I might want it, but I don't need anything else. And when you put that kind of pressure on your friendship, it's really, really unfair. Yeah.
1: And this is the thing as well. Um, I don't want to be in a friendship that has lots of conditions attached oh to it. Oh my
0: goodness. Yes.
1: I'm like I'm too old for it yeah. and, uh, I appreciate you know it's like I'm very happy and I want people to be honest about what they need from me and if I'm ever falling short, I want people to know they Call can me say up, let me it. know
0: yeah. yeah
1: exactly and you know i'll I'll see what I can do, but it's like all I ask it's and all I can ever only ever do is meet someone halfway and um, and that's all I'll do so yes. I've had a decent kind of thing with a friend who is kind of he is not very happy with how much I haven't been in touch. And um, I just kind of said, "Look, I'm looking back at our WhatsApps, and I'm not seeing any message from you either. So, if this, you know, if what you mean is, I wish we were in touch a bit more together, I can receive that. Yes,
0: but please don't put this all on me. It's yes, not fair. no. And you know, other than that, no, exactly, exactly. Okay, so um, I guess this really, what we've talked about so far, it's a real testament to. Um, something that I saw on your website where you said that um, about the power couple of social media and technology has caused a comparison epidemic. We're in the thick of it right now. So, you know, as you were saying earlier on, it's not the Joneses, it's now at whoever on, oh, on, yeah. on whatever, whatever account. Um, what I want to know is um, how does, or how do you think um, comparison facilitates playing small because sometimes when we are comparing ourselves to other accounts on social media we're not doing what we need to be doing we're playing small oh what an excellent question
1: I've got a few views on this one of them I think is that it stops us from even trying you know if I'm comparison I don't like what about maybe you want to start a blog or you want to I don't know start a project let's say just these of an example. And you and you don't even have an Instagram account yet and you're just setting it up and then you suddenly become so aware of everyone else that are playing in the field that you want to enter. I think comparison stops people I think it stops them at like the earliest possible stages of anything. It stops people starting. I also feel like if people do get going, whether that's on social media or other things, because um sometimes we forget there are other measures of success or progress going on, right? Exactly. It's um, not about your
0: follow account.
1: Yeah, you got it, exactly. And um, when it comes to that, I think it gets pe- people get to a certain place and they're kind of on the road and then they start comparing the pay- their own pace um, to others as well. So if they've been able to get over the comparison of why should I even start, that's when it can get really sticky when they're on the way and they're like, well,
0: why should I even bother continuing? Drag me, yeah. Lucy. <laughs> and t- when you were talking about your comparison traits and what it feels like, My comparison is all about productivity. That person's so much more productive than I am. Their their productivity has yielded them this. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Oh, my goodness, their productivity looks so perfect. Mine is shambolic. Let me procrastinate a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And it, it really does take a lot of work, to get to a point where you are sick of it, you are fed up of it, you just don't want to do it anymore. And then to actually do the work to understand where those triggers come from. And I think something that a lot of us, run, we run away from our thoughts, because our thoughts really tell us a lot about where we're falling short. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, especially if we've got like, um, I remember kind of reading self-development books, and they kind of say, um, you know, what's the radio station you've got playing, because it will make an impact on your day, your week, and then obviously, like, your life, basically. Yeah. You're right there in terms, of, like, it's, okay. I think it's, okay. we're not always, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. I have moments, as I have them, like, once every, I'd say six months or so, when I want to hug a radiator, cry it. I mean, like, it's meltdown, mode. Yeah. It's, I don't, I'm still, I'm, I think I'm think i quite a highly evolved person. I still could not tell you. Why or where it comes from, but it does until I go with it. Mm-hmm. And I think when we are um, when we are in comparison, it's about recognizing that we're doing our best um, and just knowing that if we're in comparison, it will probably it might stay around for a couple of days. But if it comes really persistent, we do need to stop and really take stock too. Yeah. And also recognize that like what is what's productive for, for you, Tamo, just to kind of use you as oh
0: my goodness, you
1: know, yes, because. The, the, the end of it. So I I can beat myself about this too because one of my beliefs, like the old stories, like a rubbish belief I have about myself, is that I'm a flake. Um, I'm a great because I'm a such a great starter. Like you want me on your team when it's at like the start of the.
0: Whole oh my episode. goodness!
1: I will do <laughs> you up like no <laughs> other. <Yeah. laughs> Absolutely. If you've got an idea, I'm like I'll do your website, I'll do that, 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 that and I'm there. And then it'll get to a certain point, and I'll just run out of puff.
0: That's exactly, Marathon, <laughs> not sprints. That's what I have to keep telling myself.
1: And because that is like a type, we can't compare ourselves to those that are consistently all singing or dancing all the time because it's not our type. So yeah. I've got a pal who's super productive. <laughs> she works for herself and she does like probably like eight till six every single day. Oh my it's God, really structured,
0: oh. etc. See, look. Immediately, my first thought was, I wish I was like her and then well I used to but then I'm like but she's Sagittarius oh. like she was born that way yeah cancers we don't do um, that
1: And also, it's a personality type yeah so here I am I'm kind of like um I started to get a little bit like not triggered by her but triggered by like people that I thought were doing loads of stuff in the daytime yeah, and I thought, yeah. Oh, hold on a second what's meaningful for me and then um I heard this great, I must try and remember where it came from, but heard this talk, it might've been a podcast or something. And I think it was on productivity or something like that. And um, she was like a really cool like online entrepreneur. And she said, you should organize your day by intention. And I was like, okay, tell me more. Um, organize your day by intention. Um, because ultimately that's what you need to get done. There are lots of things that have to get done. Like, paying your phone bill, taking like, you know, the outfit you want to wear to your friend's wedding to the lawn, like to laundry, whatever it is. And they need, they, they have to get done, but they will get done, but that's life admin. Then there'll be other things like, um, I don't know, let's say I want to, so there's a brand I'm interested in working with. It's going to take me 10 minutes to email them today, but that's the most significant thing I could do for my business this month is spend that 10 minutes now that means I've got one box ticked off on what might be 30 boxes I didn't want to think about it to do this at the moment Tell me to be honest it's ridiculous <laughs> anyway it'll all get done um, but it's the most significant thing that I can do in service of my goals and yep. where I want to be yep. not everyone else is doing and also what I'd say is we are doing it if you're doing something then you're doing it you know and what I'd say is too everyone's pace is different yeah that I have also seen a lot of. So I've been Southern Boy for five years. I've seen a lot of people come and go. Yeah, and there there are people amongst them that I thought, God, they're everywhere. They're so busy. They're so productive. They're so successful. All this, all these like judgments that I had, and then they like their adrenals gave up. Mm. And something that helps me in my pace as well, which if you've ever, like, if you're listening, if you've ever felt guilty or like you're not going fast enough or not doing enough, is that like this isn't a trick and i'm here for the long game so long after everyone else has gone home i will still be here banging on about comparison even if the internet is like d- it's been destroyed i will set and write people letters and yeah. say hey i've got this tip for you or hey yeah. i found this out today similarly i do not believe we live in a world where we are given our gifts talents our passions our energies our areas of focus our purpose and it for it to be a trick <laughs> And people are like, ha, 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 you're not having this, actually. Yeah. So, Tammy, even though you may, you've you got this beautiful fashion line, and, you know, it's really taking off, and people are really engaging in it, and, like, it's not going to be, like, something, ha, ha, but you're not having any more, Tammy, when taking the rug out from your feet. Yeah. I choose not to live in a world like that, you know. But the interesting thing is, that is an act, that's an act of being radical, too, because we're brought up, aren't we, to believe, to make the most of it. It's too good to be true.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um,
1: expect the worst. What is it? Expect the worst and celebrate the best,
0: or and you won't be disappointed. Something like that. Yeah. And up. I just think, my goodness, how defeatist is it's, that?
1: Is, yeah, exactly. So very limiting. Yeah. So defeatist. Well, actually, when things when you are on a roll, things are going well. You know, or, and then you still and you get tired. That doesn't have to be the end and giving up. That's just taking a break. But even like long distance runners have to slow down for water. Yeah.
0: And I think that because there's so much rhetoric around about push through, keeping on going, that you, well, I speak for myself, I have many times of feeling guilty for slowing down. And I need to. And literally just yesterday, this conversation I was having with my friend, yeah. she was talking about all these things that she wants to do. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I can see her brain ticking. And it was very familiar because that's something that happens to me. And um, some coaching that I had with um, Nicola from A Life More Inspired. She was the one when I kept talking about not being consistent. She pointed out that consistency means different things to different people. Yeah. And she said, what if your consistency is once a week? as opposed to every day, because I was really firmly, because, you know, the all of my working life, up until 2016, I was employed. Mm-hmm. So my time was dictated by somebody else and it was filled by somebody else. And so I had that mindset. Why well, I wanted to work for myself so that I could do what I want to do, what is on my heart to do, but also so I can have freedom. With that freedom, you, well, what Nicola clearly sh- show well she gave me the space to think about was that I have the opportunity to construct my timetable in a way that supports me and I support it so when I come back from holiday I am going to spend a month looking at you know my hormone dips and troughs and all that sort of stuff and then I'm going to create a timetable according to my energy levels because as much as I've tried to force myself into being a morning person I'm just not and I can sit down all day do a roast dinner do this do that do the other and then at 10 o'clock inspiration hits and I can literally stay up all night and yes I'll have to go over it, refine it and you know three o'clock in the morning typos need to be addressed but I could do in overnight what would ordinarily take me like three days so I just need to have a look at that because even though I will have a few days in the month where I do an all-nighter I will also have a few days in the month where I want to be in bed all day but if I have it written down and I can clearly see that I'm working in flow with myself Mm -hmm. I will not beat myself up for those days that I want to be in bed after I've done the school run. It's about
1: potency as well isn't it like potency in what what's going to fill your tank up so for example yeah. I started working with a um, a personal trainer a few months ago and um we have our sessions on a Monday and Friday at 7am and I'm not a morning person so I will get back and I'll have a 45 minute nap yeah because otherwise I'm not very good value for money I'm not very good value for conversation anything yeah 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 about myself now and i really feel you on this and this is this uh, you know the, the irony is that you'll do um you'll do more with less i remember the other day i was watching some of your stories you're like i was up at five by 11 a.m i'd done like i don't know why but i got up early and i had done like a day's work by 11 a.m and then you're like should i go for a nap now or should i wait and go <laughs> I'm like, oh tell me why i do this and i do this you know but doesn't it just go to show that you did your own thing and it was all fine? Exactly. Because I think that's ultimately it. It's like we have to back ourselves to know, like, give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you're going to need a nap because and you never know when you're going to need those reserves. But, and it's really interesting to say about like, working for the people because I think a lot of us have a corporate hangover about yeah. looking busy. Yeah. If I think about my work days, <sighs> i spent a lot of time in meetings that should have been emails. Oh, my and, goodness like, gracious me. Yes. Yes. dropping by my desk to chat like literally just chat so do you
0: know what used to really bug me you can see I'm frantically bashing that keyboard and you still want to come over and have a chat about something that we could talk about on the way home
1: headphones in I've got my back to the room and yet you still yeah I know oh my god rage. um but obviously we have to deal with it anymore which is great um but when you when you chalk it down we use, in the office we used our time to do what was urgent and important and now it's down to us to define what's urgent important because I'll tell you what if I have any downtime at all just say um, just say we couldn't do today or I've got like you know a client later and they cancel there's a really good chance I might go and lie down and yeah. because I was as well like you know it's like you've highlighted it's listening to your body listening to you listening to your flow and um, you know especially like for women too like you'll be at different heights of alertness yes. in the types of cycle which yeah. is so yeah. important yeah. don't try and force through that that's yeah. like it yeah and um, also I mean earlier this year I got that awful flu that loads of people had.
0: oh my goodness judgment. that was yeah. debilitating that was the worst experience I've had for oh my goodness I literally thought And this is, it sounds really dramatic, but I've got a um, folder with like my um, life insurance policy and all of this sort of stuff. I looked and made sure that everything was in there because I thought I might die. I'm that ill. (laughs) I want to make sure that everything is there so that my sister knows exactly what to do for my daughter.
1: Oh, my God, babe. (laughs) 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 It was so bad. It was awful and the thing is i it was like 50 50 percent of people got it 50 percent of people didn't and then again those of us that got it were like you weren't there man oh my <laughs> oh, gosh yeah. dude you don't know my story oh, it was awful and yeah. um, so that i was in bed for two weeks with that and then after two weeks i started feeling physically a bit more improved but i had like i had a really low voice and it was painful to talk for longer than say 40 minutes or something which considering I can see sometimes five clients in a day.
0: Wow, Lucy. Put me out
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not so much anymore, but <laughs> because but I've, I've subsequently made some changes, but I had to really work back up. And I only really felt, well. I mean, when we're speaking live now, it's August, but I only really felt properly well end of May, beginning of June. So I felt myself for like, seven weeks this year Bloody like because help. I Look got taken down but yeah I will not I am I still shiver when I think about the effect of that flu and I can't I know that it affects everyone differently but I can't help feeling if I wasn't so depleted before it visited my body I might have been able to handle it better or it might have been over even a couple of days earlier and I'm taking that as a big wake up call for me in the um there's this great expression which I heard once which is some years of for questions and some years of for answers. Um, right.
0: um, um, Zora Neil Hurston.
1: <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much. One I've of my favourites. Yeah. Um, and I am in a, well, Zora, thank you for your wisdom, because I am definitely in, an, in a questions year this year. Yeah. It's like, when I was getting through, I was like, how did this happen? Um, because I, like, I have a spiritual practice, so I wasn't just thinking, like, I wonder who gave this to me. I was thinking, what is this here to take away okay because yeah. I really felt like I got um kind of like pressure wash you know those pressure wash you used to clean like you dry yes I yes. feel like that's what happened to me
0: yeah
1: like it cleared away a lot of stuff and um so yes. through yes and I I do it's a belief of mine and not anyone else has have the same belief I do believe that we become these episodes of illness And visit us before a big upgrade or they take away what we won't release
0: Lucy it was like self-saging because that happened to me a couple of like in the run-up to me launching 360 and in the run-up to me launching 360 I was I was nervous because I have forayed into a fashion business before and I knew that a fashion business wasn't for me in the way that I was thinking about it and I wanted to do something that was lifestyle and I'd really thought about making sure that I was providing myself with a source of pleasure and entertainment and play and fun and but prior to that flu I was comparing myself to other people Fortunately for me, I have a group of friends that I've made via Instagram that have become real genuine friends that provide a safe space for me to vomit nonsense and they will check me. It might be a gift that they send me. I remember I was saying something to one of them and they were like... "Um, don't you think that exactly what you said about being somebody's comparison one of them said to me don't you think that people are envious of you right now or something I wasn't saying that I was jealous of somebody but I I can't remember what I was saying but I was I was belittling myself basically um and comparing myself to other people and that illness you're so right it really cleansed that away because I haven't I do compare myself still I'm a human being and I do get tinges of envy but some things have happened where people are doing something similar to what I'm doing and I can honestly say there has been like a split second of oh my god that's, that's what I'm doing and then literally I've been awash with it's really lovely that they're doing that and actually it's similar but it's not the same yeah And that has been so, 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 so freeing. I'm not going to pretend that I don't compare, but what me recognising my comparison and recognising my issues with judging myself, my self-judgment and judging myself on my productivity and all the rest of it, now that I realise that I'm doing that, I've been able to develop practices that fill me up in other ways so I've got quite good at minding my own business. Wow, oh, brilliant. So a lot of that comparison that comes from minding somebody else's business, I don't do it. Or if I do have a moment, I have a place that is safe and mm. it's not gossip. It's not bitching. Sometimes it's making inappropriate jokes because inappropriate jokes are a coping mechanism. Yeah, but it's a place for me to dump nonsense and for somebody or a group yeah. of people to say, girlfriend ha 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 that's so funny but this is bullshit
1: yeah i'm so important to be able to do that because it's like it's not about being worthy and perfect like i've got pals that i feel lucky enough so i'm like oh god can i'm just leaving a voicemail i really hate myself i feel like this what i do i'm just gonna say it and then i'm gonna say i'm gonna out my ego i'm gonna hide out there and just say it. I'm like, anyway, get on
0: with your day now. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So I did your um, course where we were talking about... Um, self-worth class. Yeah, the self-worth class, which was absolutely wonderful because I talk a lot about everyday joy. And um, you talked about things that are so... On the surface, simple, but are huge things that show yourself how much you care. Give yourself a boost. And I firmly believe that those boosts allow you to switch from comparison or not even switch to reduce comparison. And for me, focus on my everyday joys. So when we first started this call, I said, Lucy, I bought new underwear because we were talking about the things that we have on and around us that tell us how much we value ourselves. And I just thought, I'm going to start with my underwear and yeah. once I've got my bedroom plastered and I've got my new bed, I'm actually going to go and buy lovely bed sheets. Because wow. how many times a year am I going to buy bed sheets? I can afford to indulge on, on nice um, bed sheets. Um, tell us more about treating ourselves in a way that can turn down comparison and turn up hashtag everyday joy.
1: I love that. <laughs> um, I think why it's so important to treat ourselves. Um, like we are worthy is because ultimately then that radiates and sets the tone of how other people treat us Mm. and I said this in the class about we teach people how to treat us now that is an easy to misinterpret term so what I don't mean by any of that is you deserve any ill treatment at all no matter what you've experienced in your life it's really important that I highlight that what it, what it does mean, the interpretation that I'm using here, is when we say we teach people how to treat us, is I think I might have even use this example, is that if you see like an old banger in the car park at like Sainsbury's or wherever you do your shopping... Um, and you kind of clip it. You might not go back and might like, leave a note on the um, on the windstill <laughs> because it's like there's a really good chance that they might like. They not might even notice. Exactly, I was there. You know, I mean, I'm in a hurry. Some, some bad things happen. Um, and yet, if you saw a Bentley, you would probably like crawl past it, like you know, be really careful turning the corner. You park away from it and just admire it. Really. Yep. Now it's not about kind of like wearing you know, over the top clothes or, you know, dulling yourself up to the nines as we might think like a Bentley does. But it's about the feeling that you give off about the worth that you have. Yeah. And we, that is not, that is something we must activate and invest in ourselves because it's something that we do that shows other people what we're available for and what we're not available for, basically. So it's almost like an energetic boundary. Yeah. The thing is, if our foundations of self-worth are good, if we have showed ourselves that we are investing in ourselves to give ourselves these everyday joy moments, it means that life reorganizes itself right up to meet us based on those. Oh. That's why, you know, for example, bad, you know, a bad morning can spiral into a bad day because we don't arrest it. You know, so things like you go to your laundry and there's no knickers. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's the gym knickers, my special gym bag knickers or whatever. And then you find that you're a bit late for work and you can't get a parking space and, and whatnot. And, you know, you don't get what you want for lunch. and All these things that we accept as compromises for ourselves that um, actually have a really big impact on what we'll accept in life. So what we accept for ourselves and what we accept in life. So it's not about being wasteful. It's not about, like, even having to spend a lot of money. Mm. It's these really considered, conscious, not even indulgences, but investments in ourselves that make all the difference. So you know even though you love the internet but you stop by if you really love magazines like buy a magazine and then make sure you recycle it yeah. you know, don't spend oh it's you know because magazines cost like five quid now
0: I don't know, you know really- I know I know what yeah unless you subscribe when Edward Enninful took over Vogue I subscribed yeah. it was 20 quid and I got a free primer 20 oh quid goodness. for the wow. year oh get on that one yeah 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 and and the magazines if you're into this well then they can become part of your vision board of course they oh tammy you so full of wisdom uh, <laughs> i try
1: that's really joy as well isn't it you're like oh my magazines here my folks here exactly um it's about that too and i think and it's it's those things ultimately influence how we live our lives yes. experiences we have and you know things like um buying yourself a birthday present like putting away, say, 10 quid a month, and then you've got 120 pounds to spend on yourself, or putting more away, you know, buying yourself a trip, giving yourself that, being the person that you want, being the person you want to be showing up in
0: your life, too. You see, you, I, you are digging yeah. around in my brain. Yeah. Get out, get <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: So I confess I've been tapping your phone? <laughs> I
0: think you have. I think you have. Literally, the other day, I, well, twice in a short space of time, I went to my friend's restaurant and had lunch with her. And I, I, I previously was always in a rush. So it would literally be dreams and, jeans and trainers and go. And so... But both times I went to her restaurant, I think one of the times I was wearing jeans, but I was wearing shoes. One occasion, the shoes had a heel. And then she saw a picture of me that I just shown her a picture of my daughter wearing one of my dresses. And I was wearing these mules with a heel. And she said, Tam, what's going on? She said, you know, I'm not saying that you didn't look nice before, but you're looking really nice these days. And I was able to take it for what it was because I said to my and you know what you're saying about the universe rising up to meet you. Yeah. Some people think, "Oh my God, that's so cheesy and American." That's fine, but if you give yourself the opportunity, it really is true. Okay. I literally said to myself this year, "I want to have, I want to give myself more time so that I can wear what I want to wear rather than wearing stuff in a rush." Yeah. And I haven't really thought about it much since that time, but it's just happened.
1: Yeah, love that. And that's the thing. And this guy that t- ties us really nice nicely something we were saying. Ties the line around something I we was saying at the start, which is you decided yes you decided that it was just worth the 10 minutes to like dress how you wanted to yeah it was just worth this it was just worth that rather than it doesn't matter yeah and they they accumulate and they become like it it rolls into critical mass and then people do start to notice yeah and and that's a bit it's interesting about people say like about getting noticed online I always say so how are you noticing yourself because it's like you can't mistake that x factor that that special thing yeah about someone who is just in themselves Yes, yeah. and that doesn't matter whether you've got a hundred thousand followers or a hundred yeah like that's why some of my pals are getting like amazing brand opportunities that people with six figures would love to get their hands on yeah they're so very much the themselves yes yes Um, and that it's just impossible to imitate
0: yeah you you can so tell you believe every single word it's not somebody that's trying to be you know or emulate whatever they are just being a real authentic expression of themselves which is absolutely gorgeous um you recommended some books to me yes Um, one of them was the big leap by yeah. I think it's Gay Hicks so yeah. I've got that I'm taking that on holiday I don't know how many books I think I'm going to read on this two-week <laughs> holiday but I've got a range of books give that I'm taking try. with me I'm, go- I'm going to give it a damn good try and um, I was watching some program that worked out on average how many um pages you need to read to complete a book or whatever so I'm, I'm going to try but I'm going to leave myself space because I'm going to start reading A Course in Miracles which I've wanted to oh, do geez. for oh, ages yes oh, I will I will but um, as we sort of work towards the end of our gorgeous conversation which I could just sit down and continue all day all day,
1: <laughs> day. <laughs>
0: literally literally Lucy part one um, I love it and can you recommend some books for anybody that thinks some of this is familiar and want to do something about it I need a bit of a guide
1: yeah I would say there are some really great um almost like essentials I think when it comes to self-development and if I share these I hope that then you'd be able to kind of use your own filter yeah. to um to get yeah, arrive at what works for you so the book there's the book that Tamu just mentioned which is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Hendricks there we go. That's no, all right um that's about upper limiting problems about how we limit ourselves it's a bit like, it's written by an old white guy. So some of the analogies is like, I was playing golf with this guy from IBM. <laughs> I'll get to the point gay. for God's sake. I'm like, this is the valuable hours of my life here. If you can see past that, it's a re- the principles of the book are really good. I'm also a big fan of a writer who isn't very well known, but I advocate her a lot, called Genevieve Davis. And she's written a book, a series of books, which are ultimately a course in manifesting now manifesting is a divisive topic i recognize i'm also recommending this from a place of my own white privilege okay what i'd say about genevieve is that she's got a really um british tone and um you know some of these self-development books go on and on like the and the examples are like eight pages and that like you know what sally and dakota did or something like i don't care about Sally and
0: Dakota. exactly just give me what i need yeah exactly
1: um but she gets to the point big time okay and um, although I know the word manifesting, etc is divisive, she's got a really fresh approach. It's very down to earth. And, like, it works. I have applied her. I read her books about two and a half years ago. I go back to them about every six months or so for a topper. Okay. I, can, I can, you know, like, life goes through stages, and then you kind of get to a certain level, a place, whatever word you want to use. And there's, like, this final turn of the key, like, and you finally kind of get through to, like, you know, like Nintendo uh-huh. game. Yeah. yeah. you got it you've leveled up yeah that's it that was it like she was my gateway to this next level that I'm living at the moment and the next one that I think I'm about to go into because I've got a lot of change going on and I'll talk about it not because it's a secret because when there's a lot of change going on I keep it very close I just kind of don't want to leak any energy around it's not it's like just got to contain that baby you know yeah yeah. but I highly recommend Genevieve Davis and there's another great book um well, I'm trying to think if I've read any of it Yamas or if I've just binged on, because you know, when I, I love her work so much. I wonder if I've just binged on her TV stuff.
0: I've binged on her TV stuff. And she had a book which uh, she's got a book, Daily Meditations for People of Colour or something like that. And um, it's very American. And even some of the things that are specifically about black people, some of it doesn't quite Fit me because the black American experience is different to the yeah. black British experience um, but I've shared some of her posts on social media and it just makes sense for any human being so I've read that I used to read that first okay. thing in the morning because it was like a little pa- a paragraph for every day and um, well, but I haven't actually sat down but with- mm? it's, it's only a paragraph you've exactly got to exactly so <laughs> that was my morning yeah. practice and that's the yeah, so, yeah
1: um I also well Playing Big by Tara Moore that I've mentioned as well I would say they are really if you're new to self-development they're really good uh, gateway drugs (laughs) and they've got a really fresh flavor in terms of how they deliver the information and it just being very practical and plain speaking but nourishing to read as well and equally if maybe you're like Tamu and I who are just actively interested in it these are great enhancements as well um I don't buy a lot of books um because I well often I try and like work my way through them and also because I'm in a questions year at the moment at the beginning of the year, I just put myself on a little bit of a fast mm-hmm. so like not to, going to many seminars or courses not mm-hmm. buying many books because this I was I wasn't sure about like, what voice was my own Like, okay. did I that? Ah, yes
0: yes happened. yes, Should yes. I
1: reference it? and where did it come from I was starting to like to second guess like what was my own Lucy's yes.
0: kind of yes, thing. Yes, I get you.
1: Um, but they, I think they are great ones. Yeah. Um, and they're ones I go back to a lot. And even like when we were chatting on in, on, in, on our DMs, I was like, uh, have you heard of this book? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: excited to see what you think of it, Tamu. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading it. And yeah, I had to take a bit of a break, a um, self-development, self-help book break because it got to a point where I was using it as critique rather than using it as 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 helpful but once I took that step away and just read books for enjoyment I was able to come back to it because it has been really helpful in me you know being more supportive of myself and accepting myself as I am um any tips for um containing comparison and and I'm gonna say particularly online because I'm seeing a, a lot of it playing out online and I sometimes I think I think people are behaving in a way that they wouldn't ordinarily behave in real yeah. life
1: it's also a very triggering time at the moment so like not everyone's gonna be up for this and it's fine but like the astrology is wild right now yeah wild mm. so if it feels more flary it's because it is and I do but my belief is that the there is an astrological implication mm-hmm. to but I also believe that we have free choice so we, it's us to decide how we handle that um how do we handle comparison online I would say you don't have to do this but it is a really good idea that if you are finding yourself you know maybe not being in support of the people um or certain accounts or you are struggling with what you're seeing is to unfollow it sounds silly and obvious but of course like follow unfollow sorry the um the accounts that aren't making you feel good you can always follow them back and they probably won't even notice that you've been away that's really really important that social media becomes a, a safe space for you not somewhere like life's hard enough do you know what i mean so to not exercise that sort of control yeah. like i would say is an is an act of violence against yourself yeah. to know that it's like it's like knowing the pot's hot on the stove and keeping putting your hand on like, ow ow yes. It's like yes. baby yeah. touching yeah it. And yeah. um, I think as well is that give yourself a bit of time, whether it's making a vision board or going for a walk or just even when you're washing the dishes, for goodness sake, then think about what do you want? Like not what are they doing? What are they, where are they going to? What are they visiting? What do you want? And understanding like, your reasons for that as well, because I do believe that comparison is ultimately trying to teach us something. It's not a big, scary monster. It's been massively kind of like, you know, it's seen as that. And because the feelings around it can be so negative. But it's often trying to teach us something. And the way I look at it is um, using the analogy, you know, when like, we were younger and there was that um, game show, The Crystal Maze on TV. Oh, I love that. Was so good right and this is like i'm talking about the original guys not yes, the one yes. i've got on at the moment no i'm talking about the original they, so just let's just re- do a refresh of what it was you answered a question and you when you get then when you would the the question correctly you go and do the challenge your challenge was to complete the task to grab the crystal and get yeah, out yeah. of a certain amount of time right so with that in mind the crystal is is the comparison insight is the crystal so for example if you're seeing a blogger go to another event and you want to be there it's like that has nothing like you being there or not has to do with that blogger but it's okay well what can I do to make sure that I am presenting myself so I get organized so I get opportunities like that I'm actually going to go back to my feed and see you know how can I really serve my community because that's another thing that is what Instagram is it's a community. People, I am kind of, I re- get really kind of like nervous when people start talking about followers because the way I look at it is every person that decides to honor me with being in my community is a beating heart and like breathing lungs. So it's not numbers. Everyone's an individual. That's yeah. why sometimes, like, I won't post for a couple of days. And I'm like, this isn't worth it today. You know, everyone's. Like, I want to make sure I'm bringing my A game every single day. Like, if you're no scratching business.
0: around looking for something yeah. to post, just put your phone down exactly and you'll exactly pick it up
1: when things feel good again mm. um it's like so there are a couple of things there in terms of the insight like what can I do to serve my community the best what can I do to I'll dm the brand and say hey you don't know me but I would love to
0: be considered to be invited to an event like this what do I have to do yeah what's so simple like I don't know why people it's almost like people think well I'm not asking I don't want to seem desperate asking a question doesn't yeah. mean that you're seeming desperate that's exactly it that's exactly
1: it and that's the way I look at it too is that if you don't ask you don't get definitely yeah. I am um, I really want to work with a brand and I've start I've I've like DM to the person that I think is in charge of that stuff on um on Instagram I can see she's read it she hasn't replied and that's fine so like I might follow up or I might just find someone else but it's like there's never only one gatekeeper yeah and I want it more than I care about looking an
0: idiot yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean like, yeah. Yeah. Why, because say, what oh. we would you, when you get the gig you'll, you won't be an idiot but if you're sitting at home wishing that you had the gumption to get the gig well you're not necessarily an idiot but you're not doing yourself any favours
1: that's exactly it. And it's doing yourself favours, isn't it? Because from those questions, like what do I want and why do I want it as well? Not just because someone asked about it, why do I want it? They're really good for getting you in your own lane, getting you into alignment. <clears throat> then you can take action. And action cuts off the oxygen to comparison.
0: Yes. That's and why- you know, Lucy, it's so interesting I guess um, I I can't remember what I was listening to, but there was somebody saying that um, quite often in your business, your clients are quite similar to you in some way, shape or form. And what I kept, what I didn't realise was that up until relatively, up until very recently, I was living a life based on what I was offered And Mm. I was very clear about what I didn't want. So I was almost calling in what I didn't want. It was only when I got one of um, Nicola's affirmation cards that said, it's okay for me to have everything I want. I was like, bloody hell, is it? because i 've been brought up with this notion that you don 't have what you want, you get what you deserve. so when you are stuck in a mindset about not being productive, that means yeah. you 're not doing the stuff that you need to do to deserve these things, so then you don 't get them Only right. when I started to tapping it only when I started to tap into well, what is it that you want? What is it that makes your heart beat? What is it, and I don't mean that really, oh my gosh, excited, but what gives you that everyday contentment, which sometimes peaks, sometimes dips, but you always come back to this stable, contented, everyday joy base. What do you want? What will facilitate that? And that is when I really, it's almost like I flipped out of my left brain into my right brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's so important
1: too in that, you know you taking your power and thinking like what can I do here yeah. because there, of course there are big influences and forces that play in the world and that that they do affect us but what you know it's not letting that take all your power and in. it's interesting too when you don't have a model or someone that's gone before and you are the forerunner that it also can bring up a lot of emotional stuff too mm-hmm. so I've got um in my family I've got women that have worked hard and had happy relationships or they've worked hard not happy, happy relationship they've had happy relationships, you know there's lots of things mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that was self-employed in my life I don't have any woman that was self-employed as young as I was in the same field as I am just like me and I'm, I know lots of people can relate to that so that also will bring up your stuff as in not like, like you say uh, you get what you deserve, but well, who am I to yes? So, like put your hand on the cake and say, "Can I have this?" Yeah. Rather, than say, Can I approach the table and take the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great expression, which I love. Um, and again, I must Google to find a reference to this. Just stuck in my head and saw it one day. And um, proceed until apprehended, mm. which is great. I think like we may
0: as well just get on with stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, because people will have an opinion either way. I remember watching a comedy programme and the lady said, opinions are like our souls, everyone's got one. (laughs) (laughs) That that stuck with me. (laughs) That stuck with me and I thought, yeah, go forth, do what you're doing, make your mistakes, learn from them and keep soldiering on. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's all we can do ultimately, repeat to fade, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, um... We have some tips for containing our comparison. And I guess it all comes down to creating space to check in with yourself and register where it's coming from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you're happy you won't compare yourself. You'll notice this, but you won't. You will not compare yourself. You haven't got the space. Your cup is too full. You're absolutely right, and and the thing is, that we, and also, what's great is when you know what makes you happy, that makes it easy to get comparison as yeah. well, comparison as well. So, for example, I'm not going on holiday this summer because we're moving house. So I'm like seeing everyone drinking rosé or checking in at departure. You've just <laughs> told me you're going on as well. Someone else is going today too. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. I'll just watch the island then. I'll watch the UK while everyone's on holiday. <laughs> no one told me. I'm out on patrol
0: down the south coast like. Um, but, um, but you live on holiday. You live by the sea. <laughs> I
1: know. I know.
0: It's, it's a funny one got me. Started. Yeah,
1: it, it, you, you are right. It's a lovely place to live. I am... Um, i would like to get away though and get some time out and rather than like being jealous of everyone going away i've said to my husband we're going away around new year like in january oh, what a good um, time, time to I be away like, I don't care what my tax bill is i'm gonna make it happen so yeah. i'm like i'm getting my manifesting pants on now so even if it's four days on like a secret escapes quickie you know bag, yeah, yeah. or i start planning it next month whatever but I am going away with my husband then and we have some quality time together and that means I can't be mad at everyone else going holiday because I've got my contingency I've got my backup
0: plan exactly
1: I was like when will it end well I need to be asking myself how did I get here in the first place Wow.
0: exactly because it starts with you so oh I don't want to end So, But I don't need to end because we're connected on social media yeah. and I can see you there. So for people who don't know how to make contact with you or where to find you and i mean if you don't know where have you been this yes, woman I chats to I oprah and ian van's out for goodness <laughs> sake but where can people find you after this conversation and to continue I, this conversation
1: i guess it'll be no surprise to say i think the first port of call should probably be instagram yeah so um i post every day often twice a day and i'm pretty much on stories a lot as well sharing tips and techniques um and just behind the scenes stuff about how to get over comparison ultimately Uh, i've also got a youtube channel um which will be starting up again soon i think there's like 80 videos on there or something so if you want a, a good old binge that's the
0: place yeah um and what is your instagram and your um youtube channel Oh, yeah. My Instagram is at Lucy Sheridan.
1: And my um, YouTube channel is, um, if you just um, Google Lucy Sheridan, you'll see my little face.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) Lucy, thank you ever so much for your time. This has been an insightful, powerful conversation. I'm really going to enjoy editing this one. All right, then. Let me not tell lies (laughs) because (laughs) editing is my nemesis. But I know I am going to get loads when I edit this um, because there's just been so many gems thank you oh
1: my pleasure thanks for having me I've really loved it
0: brilliant you take care you too see ya bye thank you for listening to the 360 podcast we can continue the conversation on social media using the hashtags live 360 and everyday joy I hope to see you on my social media channel if you like the podcast please subscribe like comment rate and share this podcast wherever you're listening 360 Conversations is produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. I look forward to engaging with you next time.